Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss Podcast series. In this episode, I'm going to continue our conversation from yesterday. We're going to keep talking about stress eating. I felt a little overwhelmed <laughs> yesterday in yesterday's episode when I was uh, introducing the idea of stress eating and how it impacts weight gain. And there was so much on my heart to say, and I couldn't really even find the words to articulate <laughs> to articulate everything that was on my mind. But I want to I want to try to give a little more just information about stress eating, like the science behind stress eating. I think it's important to understand biochemically what's happening in our bodies when we make certain decisions. I think that just as human beings. I think that we tend to compartmentalize some of the decisions, like emotional decisions that we make, and we don't recognize or maybe even know like the biochemical attachment to those decisions. Sometimes we don't even know that, for example, the drive to the drive to, to stress eat, the drive to eat when you're stressed is actually a biochemical reaction you are physically responding out of uh, a, a biochemical, biochemical um, fluctuations that are happening inside of your body. So the fluctuations happen on the inside and then the result, there's communication sent to your brain to eat and then you go eat. So I wanna just, I wanna just touch very briefly on, on what those biochemical implications are when it comes to stress eating. So hopefully those of you that struggle with stress eating, you have some sort of understanding, um, at least as to what's going on inside of your brain and inside of your body. I'll do that in this episode. But first, in case this is your first time listening, welcome. Hello. It's nice to have you. <laughs> My name is Lene Urban. I'm a certified nutrition consultant. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a lifestyle coach. And four years ago, I found a weight loss strategy that allowed me to lose uh, 33 pounds. Uh, what is it? 12% of my body fat? Yeah. 12% uh, of my body fat. I did that within about four, between four, five, six, about five to six months. And here's the thing is that by, uh, it's going to be in a week. In a week or two weeks, it will be exactly five years since I started that journey. Now, <clears throat> statistics show that 95% of people who lose weight gain it back within two to five years. So I am now coming on toward that, the, the latter end, okay, of that stat, the latter end of that statistic. And I can tell you very confidently and assuredly that I'm not gaining, I'm not gaining back 33 pounds. I physically can't do it. Uh, it's it's like I'm I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound arrogant when I say this but I I physically do not have the capacity to gain back 33 pounds because there are too many areas of my lifestyle that have changed that would make that 33 pound weight gain it it would make it it would just make it extremely difficult. Like I would have to be really intentional about gaining back that weight. Um, so I was obsessed to figure out why it was because I didn't just lose the weight within that time frame, but I changed my, my entire life changed. 
the way my relationship with food, I was previously addicted. I had a food, I had food addiction. I was previously addicted to food and I was an emotional eater. So every emotion that I felt and that I experienced, I, I, I added food either to enhance the emotion or to numb the emotion if it was in a, a negative emotion. So I was always, I was constantly eating. Even when I was full, I would keep eating sometimes to the, the point of throwing up very, a very gluttonous relationship with food. And so when f- five years ago, when I lost that weight, I didn't understand what it was about this particular weight loss strategy that changed all of these things in my life that I never believed in a million years I would ever, ever be able to change. And, and so researching that strategy led me to where I am today, led me to uh, becoming a nutrition consultant with the company that I, with the company that I, um, that whose program that I followed. So I'm certified through them. So all of this information that I share on my podcast and, you know, on, on Facebook and on other things in my blog posts, all this information is based on the research that I'm learning Um, from what I actually followed. And then not only that, but some applicable, applicable experience based on me coaching other women to also change their lifestyles. And I call it rest-based weight loss because the approach is very gentle. It's very gentle and it's, it seeks to take care of these lifestyle areas first so that the weight loss can just follow suit. So if this is your first time listening, if this is something that you feel like you're interested in learning more about, then I want you to subscribe and I want you to follow, okay? So let's talk about emotional eating and sort of the science behind why we eat emotionally. There are two major neurotransmitters in our bodies that provide instant and immediate gratification when we eat any food that releases these neurotransmitters. The two neurotransmitters are called serotonin and dopamine. Serotonin is the neurotransmitter that is released. And when it's released, it makes you feel like you're loved. Okay. It releases the same feelings of being in love. When serotonin is released, it makes it gives you a sense of confidence about yourself, about who you are and what your place is in this world. (coughs) So when serotonin is released, you feel good about yourself and you feel good about what you're contributing to this world. Serotonin is the mood enhancer. It's the mood and regulator. It could immediately lift you from a depressive, sad mood to as soon as serotonin is released to a, a joyful and content mood. Okay. The, the food groups that elevate serotonin are carbohydrates. Okay. <laughs> carbs, carbs, salt, and chocolate. Carbs, salt, and chocolate elevate serotonin. 
I hope that there were some connections made <laughs> for some of you just right then, as soon as I said that. Carbs, salt, and chocolate elevate serotonin. Okay. Dopamine, the other major neurotransmitter that our body like naturally releases and produces. Dopamine is a stimulant. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that... Uh, provides uh, how do I articulate how do I articulate this dopamine like provides almost like an adrenaline rush when dopamine is elevated dopamine it it switches your mood from like mundane and kind of boring laissez-faire to excited pumped ready to go Dopamine like amps you up. Dopamine makes you feel invincible. Dopamine makes you feel like you can accomplish and achieve anything. Okay? Dopamine uh, brings feelings of excitement and joy and happiness. Not the kind of like contentment that serotonin brings, but like, but like a zeal. (laughs) It's like, I have a zeal for life now. Okay? That's what dopamine does. Dopamine is the the neurotransmitter that's very closely related to uh, most highly addictive drugs. Um, dopamine is the serotonin that is attached to very highly addictive behaviors and activities like skydiving. When you skydive, you get a massive dopamine rush. Uh, when you exercise very intensely, Uh, When you like run marathons and you get like that runner's high, that's dopamine. Uh, When you are, when you get to the end of the, of a workout or a really, really hard, like physical activity and you feel like that, that, Ooh, this feels amazing. That's dopamine being released. Okay. Um, For people, and this is just a little trivia, Uh, for people that are sex addicts, if you know anyone or if you yourself, if you're addicted to sex, that's dopamine. Uh, gambling, dopamine. Uh, uh, motorcycle, if you love riding motorcycles and you love going fast, (laughs) you love doing tricks and stunts and though that's all dopamine. Okay, I hope it was a little difficult, a little more difficult for me to articulate how dopamine impacts your emotions, but I hope you get the idea. Now, the food groups that elevate dopamine are sugar, caffeine, and cocoa that's found in chocolate. Okay? So, when you are stressed, when you are stressed out, I'm sure that for those of you that experience that experience, like you, you are stress eaters, like as soon as you feel stressed out, you're like, forget it, like pass the donuts, pass the chips. I'm sure that you eat food that is some sort of combination of both dopamine and serotonin enhancers. So if you are a salty car person, you go for the bag of chips, you open up the chips and you can't stop. That's usually because whatever stress you experienced 
uh, it probably uh, it, it's probably the type of stress that attacks your sense of security. It attacks your self-esteem. It attacks your self-worth. It attacks your self-confidence. It makes you feel whatever the stressor is, you feel like by the end of it that you're just not good enough. You're not equipped. You're not capable. You can't handle this. And you don't know who assigned you this job in the first place, but you just, you can't do it. And so if you're a salty car person, if you dive straight for like chocolate, uh, then that's a serotonin. Then that, that's your serotonin that is dropping, that has dropped. And when your serotonin drops, it drives you. See, this is what, this is what I'm saying with stress eating. There's a biochemical reaction that happens inside of you first, and then the behavior follows. Okay, so by the time that you're already halfway through that bag of chips and you're like, why am I doing this? Why did I, why did I do this? Why did I open up these bag of chips? Why did I think to myself, oh, I could only have a few? The action like already happened. It already happened on the inside of you. You're just catching up to like what already manifested inside your brain. Okay, so if you're a salty car person, if you go for the chips, if you go for the french fries... Okay, if those are the types of things that you're addicted to, or if you go for the chocolates stashed in your cupboard, the chocolate chips that are supposed to be used for baking, or the chocolate ice cream in the fridge, in the freezer, okay, it's, it's probably because when you are stressed, it's your self-esteem and your self-confidence that's being attacked. If you go for, if you have candy at your desk, also chocolate too, because the cocoa and chocolate provides that caffeine boost that elevates serotonin. Chocolate, candy, just uh, desserts of, of any kind, cupcakes, cookies. Cookies are a big one. Ice cream, again, ice cream is another one, the sugar and ice cream. Sweets, sweets, sweets. If you are a sugar addict, if you're addicted to sweets, then you're, when you experience stress and you go straight for like the chocolate and you go straight for uh, the caffeine, you go straight for the, the cookies in the cupboard, you go straight for the cupcakes, straight for the ice cream when you're stressed out, that is an energy issue. I think, and that energy issue is you need that boost, you need that like sugar rush, you need that caffeine rush to stop you from crashing and falling under, like falling and crashing underneath all the stress. Your ego issue or your self-esteem issue might be different. Like if we're, if we're separating dopamine and serotonin, you may feel overconfident in your abilities to handle everything. You may feel like, no, I am capable of carrying all of this. I am equipped for this. I'm more than equipped for this. I'm just feeling a little tired and need a little boost to keep going. And so you feel stressed and you die and you go straight for the sugar to give you that boost to keep going. Dopamine and serotonin, when you're under stress, depending on the type of stress and how it's making you feel, that specifically, your, your, your dopamine and serotonin, they drop and then they drive you to eat those foods so that they can be boosted back up. Okay? Does that make sense? 
So in tomorrow's episode, I am going to give you some tips on how to, if you, if you struggle with stress eating and you want to lose weight, like you want to stop this, you want to stop this behavior with food, then uh, I'm going to give you uh, just a few practical tips, just general kind of practical tips for you to start implementing right away. Because I'm going to tell you something, it takes time. I'm just going to pre-warn you, it takes time to break this. There is already an interconnection between these foods that you're eating and dopamine and serotonin that it's already been established. And you will not be able to just break it overnight. There's no way. It's going to take time and consistency. So I'm going to give you some tips tomorrow on uh, some strategies to start implementing right now so that at some point eventually those ties are broken okay i hope this was helpful and encouraging this was another episode of the rest space weight loss podcast series once again i am your host lene urban and i can't wait to talk to you next time